of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. You know that story, don't you? Hello, this is Peter John. Glad, very glad to be with you here today after taking, I don't know, five, six weeks off, I guess you could say. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to opening up the book of Jonah, these next episodes of our radio program. And uh, so you're tuned in to Rogue Grace and we are going to continue to demonstrate how gracious the Lord is because this guy, Jonah, was going in the exact opposite direction that God had called him to. And yet God didn't write him off or throw him away, God got Jonah to where he was supposed to be eventually. You know, this story of Jonah causes me to believe that when you belong to God, that there's no plan B or plan C in spite of the fact that we take detours and we go off track i think this is my opinion as i read the story of jonah that god gets us to where we're supposed to be every time even if it does take uh, the belly of a whale or a fish (laughs) he'll get me to where i'm supposed to be eventually That's how I kind of feel right now. I feel a lot like this guy, Jonah. I wonder, Lord, what are you doing? Lord, what are you causing in my life? I don't have all the answers. Just like Jonah wouldn't have all the answers throughout the book. But one thing I am seeing, and I always have in this story, is that God gets his people to where they're supposed to be, even if it does take a a whale of a problem or some kind of issue. He'll get me to where I'm supposed to be. I think that's what he's doing in my life presently. I think that he is using the things that I'm going through to get me to where I'm supposed to be. And I am really impressed with the sovereignty and the wisdom of the Lord. 
as Jonah, I understand that there are times when I'm probably going in the opposite direction because I don't agree or I don't see how God is doing things. And I, I don't know. I don't know how wrong Jonah thought he was. I wonder when we talk to him, when we get to heaven, what was going through his mind when he said, Oh, God, he's calling me to Nineveh? Hmm. I think I'll go in the exact opposite direction. I think I'll go to Tarshish. What, what do you think was going through his mind as he made that decision? It doesn't even say. It doesn't say he, he's not complaining out loud. He's not saying why he's going in the opposite direction. It just says that when God called him to Nineveh, Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So there was something about Nineveh that was so unappealing so frustrating to Jonah. He said, even if this is from the presence of the Lord, I'm going in the opposite direction. Hmm. And yet, I think looking at this story, that there's no plan B. There's just plan A when it comes to the sovereignty of God. That's my opinion. As I read this story, I think God has a purpose for your life and for my life, and he is going to accomplish that purpose. How he accomplishes that purpose, I'm sure, has to do with how we are responding. I, I'm still looking at and considering the things I've been going through. And I believe that God is accomplishing his destiny, his purpose for my life. He's had all along. Now he's having to use a whale of a problem. He's having to use a fish, so to speak, um, that I've been going through, but he's going to get me to where I'm supposed to be. Was I hating God? Was I in rebellion against God? No, I love God. I was doing what I thought was right, and I still do. And yet he has used these past weeks and months in my life to no doubt steer me in the direction he wants me to go. I'm still learning what that is, but I know that that's the case. See, looking at the story of Jonah, friend, reminds me that there's no plan B with God. There's no plan C. You're not on plan D. I think a lot of Christians, I, I know a lot of Christians, believe that they are in plan D or E or Y because they've blown it so many times. They've made so many mistakes. We have errored. We've dropped the ball. And so we think, okay, there was a perfect plan for me, but that was blown a long time ago. Looking at the story of Jonah, I think, no, God keeps his plan. He keeps his purpose. He is so faithful to do this. And, and, and it's not just the story of Jonah, because if it was just that, maybe the case could be made. That's Old Testament. That's 
taking the, the story out of context, okay. But you get this, what I'm talking about in the New Testament. That's what's so great. You get this in the life of Jesus, in the life of Peter, and in the life of Paul. You get this in their teachings and in their writings as well. Paul makes it clear that the purpose of the Lord is going to happen. Whether Paul was seeing things correctly or not, he makes it clear in his writings that even though he may be wrong, God was going to have his purpose accomplished. See, the case could be made against Paul. What are you doing, Paul, going back to Jerusalem? What are you doing shaving your head? What are you doing circumcising Timothy? That's all Old Testament. The case can be made. And yet, Paul says, I'm doing my best. And I know that God will ultimately accomplish his purpose and his plan that all things are working together for the good. And, and I, that's how I feel right now, you know? Maybe you do too. You know, I'm going to try this and I'm going to do that and Lord, I'm praying about it and I'm just living my life one day at a time. But I know, Lord, in the end, all things are working together for your glory, for your good. And uh, so I submit my life to you and I know that you're going to direct and guide me using whatever fish you have to, whatever whales of issues you, you have to. And he does. I, I've felt like I've been in a whale's belly the past several weeks, months even. I have to say, there was times I didn't even know if I wanted to be alive, I'm going to tell you, except that I have a family to love and kids to raise. But other than that, I just thought, man, what is going on here? Now, though, I got a 95% of my strength back, thanks to your prayers, thanks to God's goodness and... um. I can begin, I'm beginning to see some of the things that the Lord wants to speak to me and maybe even speak through me. I don't know. But I'm beginning to see some of the outline of what God is wanting to accomplish in my own life. And how about you? How about you? What are you going through? What kind of whale are you in right now? Whale of a problem, issues, troubles. Hmm. Think about this. Consider this with me. I believe that there is not a plan B. You are still in plan A. God is working out all things together. And yes, he's using storms, whales, He's using things that we might wonder, what in the world is this about? But it's to get you to exactly where you are supposed to be, where I am supposed to be all along. 
I really believe that right now, what you're going through. Are you getting, what are you going through? I mean, are you, have you gone through a divorce? Um, medical issues? Financial? Are you in between jobs? How about with your kids or your parents? Everybody's got something. There's nobody alive and there's nobody at ACF that doesn't have some kind of issue. I promise you that. So, can you receive? Can you grab what we're talking about? And that is, God, I'm not perfect. I, I, I'm not always, no doubt, in your optimal plan, in your prime purpose. I, I, I try, maybe, but... I have my off days, there's no doubt. But God, you, you, you are perfect. You are sovereign. And you're going to accomplish your plan and your purpose in my life. So even when Jonah goes the opposite direction, instead of going to Nineveh, he goes to Tarshish. God says, hmm, not so fast there, my son. And he's going to bring him to where he's supposed to be. Let's continue to think about that right after this.
That kind of sums up the story of Jonah. My flesh may fail, but my God, you never will. So, um, looking at this story, God says to Jonah, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up against or before me. So God is telling Jonah to go to Nineveh. And he says, and I quote, call out against it. So whatever the message might be, it is to be something that shows they are going in the wrong direction. Now, it would seem, kinda, I guess, that that would be um, something Jonah could easily do. I mean, to go to a city and say, you're going down. That God is going to destroy you. It would seem that city of Nineveh, which was pagan and Gentile and out of Israel, would be something not too intellectually challenging, but but Jonah doesn't want to do that. And you look at his ministry and his life and you can begin to kind of see why. You see, Jonah liked to share good news in which Jonah tells the people of Israel that God is going to provide for them at a time when they were hurting, at a time when they were um, being besieged by other nations and cultures, Jonah comes on the scene and tells them that God is going to deliver them. And that's interesting because Jonah was himself a preacher's kid. His dad, Amittai, was a prophet, we are told. And so, Jonah likes to share good news, (laughs) it seems, if you look at his story. Because he goes to the country of, of Judah, south of Israel, and he shares with them, he tells them that God is going to come through for them. Okay? And... And he tells the king, who at the time was not walking with God, and really never did, that God was going to come through for him. And God did. That's the great thing. So Jonah wasn't afraid to share good news. He wasn't afraid to to tell his people in, in Jerusalem that God was going to come through for them. And I can relate to that. 
I like to share good news. I, I always do. For years now, I've been sharing the gospel and the goodness of the Lord. And it's fun to do. I mean, it's what a job to share goodness, the Lord, his grace, his favor, his patience with people. What a job. I mean, who wouldn't want that job? But like Jonah, I can relate. When God wants me to share not just the good news, but also to to teach and to warn and to instruct, I'm not, I got to tell you, I'm not so good at that. Like, like Jonah, I, I tend to go in the opposite direction. So this is a good lesson for me as we're studying the story of, of Jonah, that you can't just do what you want and then run away from the rest. You, you have to, you have to be faithful in it all. Now, there are some preachers that I have to say just do that. They just are condemning and judging. And that's not how I see the New Testament. I see the New Testament in terms of love, life, light. And as you have those things and walk in those things, then the other junk goes away little by little. And the New Testament says that. So it tells us what ought to be, even if it's slowly, being shed from our lives. You know, what kind of mindsets, what kind of lust, what kind of pride ought to be cut out. And you know what? I have to say, it's a lifetime it's a lifelong process. It doesn't, ha- nobody's ever arrived this side of heaven. But um, Joan, like Jonah, I go, I'll, I'll go ahead and trust that God will take care of that stuff. I'll just go ahead and share good news. That's what Jonah did in 2 Kings. He just shared good news to a a country that wasn't walking with God, that was in idolatry. He says to them, the Lord is going to provide for you. The Lord sees what you're going through. And he tells them, the Lord is going to provide and see you through. And the Lord did. But now, I don't know how much years later, I don't know if it was a year later or years later, the Bible doesn't say. But now the Lord says to Jonah, go to Assyria, go to Nineveh and tell them they're going to be judged. And Jonah goes in the opposite direction. So I can't say exactly why. Perhaps he didn't want to share bad news or perhaps he didn't. He knew that the bad news would turn into good news. He didn't want to see the Ninevites blessed. The, the Bible doesn't say, doesn't tell us what his agenda was in going to Tarshish instead of 
to Nineveh. But you know what the Lord says? The Lord says in the end of the book of Jonah, I pity Nineveh. Isn't that beautiful? That those people in Jonah's world who he couldn't relate to or have sympathy for, the Lord says, I pity them. And who are the Ninevites in your life? <laughs> the people that are causing you problems or irritating or ignoring you? You know what the Lord says? I pity them. Isn't that great? Isn't that blessed? I think so. Because even though I don't pity them, the Lord does. So as we continue to study the book of Jonah, I think that the Lord wants to change some of our hearts to at least be a little more open and compassionate to people that otherwise we would have written off. You know what this is good for? I'm going to say this. I'm, I didn't plan on saying this, but I'm going to. There is so much vitriol towards the Arabic people on Facebook. I can't believe it. Everybody is against the Arabic, the Arab people. Now, I can't say that I don't get it. I do. But what if the Lord says, like he did to Jonah about the, the Syrians, the, the Ninevites, what if the Lord says, I pity Syria. <laughs> I pity Iran. I pity those nations that right now everyone is Facebooking about, writing about. What if the Lord says, I, I don't feel that way. What if, what if your heart is not with God's heart? What if my heart is not with God's heart? Just a thought. We'll be right back. I lean out on my own understanding My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven I lean out on my own understanding My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven Stay. 
program and we're talking about our main man of the story Jonah his name Jonah beautiful it means dove 
And it would seem as initially, that's exactly what he was. He, he was, did you know that Jonah was a faithful, he was a good prophet, a good minister to Israel? I don't remember, my brain's kind of scattered right now, sorry. If I said Israel or Judah earlier, but he was in Israel. That is the area north of Judah. So you have Judah and then you have the other tribes of Israel. You have Judah and Benjamin in the south. And then you have the other tribes, the 10 others up north. And those were the two nations or empires, if you would. So Jonah was ministering in the the upper area called Israel, not Judah. And he spoke to the king. He spoke to the people that God was going to bless them. In fact, let me read to you what, what happened. It says, In the 15th year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria and reigned 41 years. So that's quite the reign, 41 years, this guy Jeroboam had over Israel. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all of the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, his predecessor, his forefather. So he restored the border of Israel from Labo Hamath as far as the Sea of Arabah, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet. For the Lord saw the affliction of Israel was very bitter, for there was none left, bond or free. There was none to help Israel, but The Lord had not said that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, so he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam. So you don't see in Israel any righteousness, any repentance, anything good. And yet Jonah comes on the scene. His dad, as we just read, himself was a prophet. And Jonah says, to the nation. God is going to bless you. He's going to see you through. And that's exactly what happened. The Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter, but the Lord saved them. Isn't that great? Even when they weren't where they should have been, the Lord used Jonah to say, I'm going to see you through. So Jonah had been used by God for good purposes and good news, even though the people were not doing so good themselves. And then, so, but by the way, his name means dove. The Holy Spirit is the dove. It's a great promise. It's a great picture of God's spirit. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Even when we're not where we are supposed to be or should be. But then the Lord says, now I want you to go to a Gentile, to a pagan people. I want you to go to Nineveh. So it was Nineveh, which was a bit to the north and to the east of Israel. 
And Jonah doesn't say, got it, let's do it. Jonah, as we're going to see tomorrow, seeks to find a ticket in the exact opposite direction. (laughs) I can get, I understand that. I love like Jonah got to do the first time to share the good news. Even when we're out to lunch, like the people of Israel were, even when we're not exactly where we should be or doing what we should be, the Lord is still going to provide for us and bless us just like he did for the people of Israel, according to the word of Jonah. But then when the Lord tells me to tell those who are not yet part of the kingdom that they are doomed or they are damned, no, I'm not so into that. Neither is my generation, quite frankly. My generation, we're known to be optimistic. I'm talking my group of people, my age category. We're known to want to share the good news. We want to stay away from some of the polarizing aspects of the previous generations. And that's fine. There's qualities to that. I get it. It's good. And I don't know what the next generation, when I look at my kids, I, I, I see things that I find very good in terms of black or white. None of this gray area where let's just preach the gospel. Let's just preach the good news. Let's not talk about hell or damnation like my generation can tend to do, quite frankly, like I can tend to do. I look at my daughters and their friends and I see more of a a line in the sand being drawn. That's how I see it right now anyways, where, come on, get on the right side. And and I see more right now, I, I my opinion is I see more of a of a boldness and I see more of a um distinct difference between those that are saved and and those that are not. And so I relate to Jonah here when he's told, you go to Nineveh and tell them they're doomed. Now, why did he go in the opposite direction? It doesn't say. We do know that he was not happy when God saved Nineveh. (laughs) And even though I'm like Jonah in terms of I don't want to preach good news to, or I should say bad news. I don't want to share uh, the realities of, of damnation or hell, but there are people who definitely deserve it. <laughs> that's how I feel. And I know that's how Jonah felt. And so he's going in the opposite direction, but the Lord gets him to where he's supposed to be. Going back to my initial point, and I'll leave you with this. That if you look at the book of Jonah, and then when you couple that with the teachings of Jesus and the others in the New Testament, you see, I believe that you're not Christian. You're not on plan L or M. You're not on plan Q. You're in plan A. You know that? Can you believe that? Think, think about that today. Think about that. God's 
providence is such in your life that he is working everything together so that even when you go in the wrong direction, he's like the, the device in the car that gets you back to where you're supposed to be. You know, the map on the, in the, on the computer that says, wrong turn, turn right. And, t- and it keeps on saying that until you finally do. And then you're on the right path. I believe that for you, Christian. That's, that's how I see the book of Jonah. When Jonah was doing good in the book of 2 Kings, God was with him. And when Jonah was going way off track, God was still with him. God has been with you when you're doing good and when you're off track. He loves you and he will not forsake you. And you're right where you're supposed to be, even if you have to go via the belly of a whale or a fish. He's going to get you to where you're supposed to be. Isn't God good? Isn't God faithful? Isn't God trustworthy? Yes. I think that's what he's doing in my life with, oh, I put on Facebook things I've been through to this morning and a lot of people seem to be relating. When I was five, my mom died. When I was 18, my sister died. When I was 21, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. 22, my wife, our, our child, died in her womb as a miscarriage. Had surgery, 23. And then things seem to be getting better until the past few years. (laughs) Now they're getting rough again with surgeries on my stomach and now with my brain of all things. I mean, you could, if you know me, you could already said my brain had problems, but for the doctors to tell me I need surgery on it. Wow. But I I think that God uses all those things to get this guy, Pete, this Jonah, to where I'm supposed to be. I know he does. I know he does. I know all those things that I just said about my sister, my mom, my health, my potential baby, the surgeries I've gone through, and now my head. I know that he's getting me to where I'm supposed to be, even if it takes the belly of a whale. And he's doing the same with you. So I hope you continue to stay tuned in to our study in the book of Jonah. We just looked at the first two verses this morning, and we'll pick up where we left off tomorrow morning. And uh, unless the Lord comes back tonight, which would be great, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And we'll rebroadcast this at 3 p.m. as well, in case you want to catch any of that, or you can download the podcast. Stay tuned to K-Apple. We got all kinds of great stuff coming up, including um, my brother, my dad, some cool stuff happening, Taryn, and uh, looking forward to it. So stay tuned. God bless you.